Welcome back to another episode of the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. This is the Convention of States podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of our daily shows. And go to conventionofstates.com to learn about this important movement to save liberty in America. On today's show, we'll be discussing a phony Article 5 endeavor from Governor Newsom. One 2024 presidential candidate vows to wage war against the FBI and DOJ. How four Republicans helped pave the way to a federal carbon tax. And we'll also hear what voters think about new allegations of Biden family corruption. All of that right here on the Liberty Update. Well, in a victory for the Convention of States movement, California Governor Gavin Newsom has dismissed all the leftist fear tactics related to using Article 5 of the Constitution to propose amendments. The governor recently announced a new effort to restrict Americans' gun rights using Article 5, but the endeavor is completely unattainable mathematically as Convention of States activists were quick to call out. To call a convention under Article 5 of the Constitution, 34 states must agree to meet. And currently, 27 states have constitutional carry, which is permitless carry. Newsom's unattainable goal is to raise the minimum age to purchase a gun to 21. He wants universal background checks, a quote, reasonable waiting period for gun purchases, and banning the civilian purchase of assault weapons. He wants all these restrictions, all while claiming to supposedly protect the Second Amendment by simply creating the 28th Amendment. So this begs the question, can Newsom do math? Because it's clearly impossible to ever reach a convention on this matter. 34 states will never call for a convention on gun control. And additionally, 38 states have to ratify any proposed amendments, which is completely impossible. Former Senator and Convention of State Senior Advisor Rick Santorum said, quote, I love to see the left waste their money to virtue signal, but it tells you how much money they have if they spend it on something that has absolutely no chance of success. While it unmistakably is a bogus headline pursuing agenda, it effectively dismisses the attacks brought against Convention of States by all of the different George Soros affiliated organizations like Common Cause and moveon.org and 250 other left-wing organizations that have publicly disavowed the use of Article 5, citing a runaway convention fear. So do they oppose Newsom's efforts using their normal runaway arguments? We will have to closely monitor that. But in all seriousness, this brings to light a plausible explanation for Newsom's new effort. It's likely a false flag operation intended to cause uneducated conservatives to question, if not fear, any and all Article 5 efforts like that of Convention of States. So those who know will see right through this effort, but others will be skeptical of using Article 5 for any purpose. As we clearly state, the subject matters at an Article 5 convention must only revolve around the topics 
state legislatures have agreed upon in the resolution. So for convention of states, 19 different states have passed identical resolutions calling for our specific convention. Newsom is attempting to call a convention on gun control, so all gun control matters would be on the table. At the end of the day, Newsom's new effort is actually just bringing to light Article 5 of the Constitution and educating more Americans on this bipartisan way to rein in our federal government. Convention of States endorser and 2024 presidential candidate Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida vowed over the weekend to wage war on Washington's weaponized system of justice, including the DOJ and FBI. According to Real Clear Politics, the governor has been working on a plan for months to eliminate some of the problematic components of the DOJ and rebuild the federal government's justice system into what the Founding Fathers envisioned. We're not going to let all this power accumulate in Washington. We're going to break up these agencies, he pledged. We've seen throughout this country that the DOJ and the FBI are controlled by one faction of our society, he added citing concerns over the Attorney General Merrick Garland targeting pro-life activists and parents at school board meetings. Reportedly, the governor has assembled a team to build a step-by-step -step plan for deconstructing corrupt government agencies. The team includes fellow Convention of States endorser, Representative Chip Roy of Texas. Reports of this anti-DOJ crusade surfaced late last week after the federal government slapped former President Donald Trump with 37 felony charges. The indictment was met with widespread disapproval, including from the Sunshine State's chief executive. The weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society, DeSantis tweeted. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter, he asked. As an Article 5 supporter, DeSantis knows that Washington will never voluntarily give up an ounce of its power. The only way to take that power away is through an Article 5 convention. A group of Democrat and Republican senators are paving the way to a federal carbon tax. The public's perception always matters, which is why the new bipartisan Prove It Act just barely scratches the surface of implementing carbon footprint accountability. The act is sold as a way to hold major polluting nations like China and Russia accountable for their environmental damage. This act would require the Department of Energy to deliver a report every five years on greenhouse gas emissions in the production process of materials like aluminum, plastic, and crude oil made both in America and in certain foreign countries. But as cautioned in a recent op-ed, the information would be used to impose tariffs on those countries who, in the view of the Biden crew, emitted too much carbon dioxide while creating those products. Similar to the government deciding to raise the corporate income tax, imposing tariffs based on a nation's environmental standards will be effectively punishing American consumers financially in the end. But while the hushed carbon tax goal will first be slapped onto foreign nations, American consumers can expect the punch soon after. North Dakota Republican Senator Kevin Kramer introduced the act with Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware, and Senator Kramer said that it's, quote, easier to take a second step 
once you've taken a first step. It can create a little momentum and it gets people thinking about it in a different context than, oh my god, it's a carbon tax, end quote. The senators clearly comprehend what this will lead to, both Republicans and Democrats alike, and they're placing the initial blame onto foreign communist nations, which is the only way to get Americans on board. Years down the road, when the data is collected on our greenhouse gas emissions, our nation's own environmental standards will likely become the key focus of carbon accountability. According to the latest poll from Convention of States Action and the Trafalgar Group, a majority of American voters believe that the Biden family received payments from foreign leaders to influence policy in Washington, D.C. The ongoing congressional investigation into the former vice president's controversy-saddled family has reportedly exposed multiple family members receiving unaccountable payments from an associate with ties to China. Chairman of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, James Comer, alleged in a press release that, quote, members of the Biden family and their companies received over $1.3 million in payments from accounts related to their associate, Rob Walker. Most of this money came as a result of a wire from a Chinese energy company and went not only to Hunter and James Biden, but also to Haley Biden and an unknown Biden. It is unclear what services were provided to obtain this exorbitant amount of money. Additionally, Walker received $3 million from the Chinese company shortly after Biden left the White House in 2017. Of course, this would not be the first time that accusations of corruption have plagued the family. For years, Hunter Biden's lucrative consulting position at Burisma, a Ukrainian gas company, has been the source of great public interest and controversy. According to a shocking new report from, quote, highly credible sources, Joe himself may have received $5 million from the company while his son served on its board. Despite these disturbing allegations, the media seem uninterested in further probing the president. Instead, they have focused their attention on Donald Trump following last week's federal indictment of the former president. Nevertheless, as the polling reveals, the American people are still highly suspicious of Joe Biden. These reports remind us that the federal government is broken and rife with opportunity for corruption. With little to no accountability, elected officials and unelected bureaucrats can get away with law-breaking, bribing, and double-dealing right under our noses. Thankfully, the founders, painfully aware of the corrupting nature of government power, predicted that this might happen and made provisions in the Constitution to guard against it. That solution is contained within Article 5 of the United States Constitution. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. We wish you all a wonderful Father's Day weekend celebrating all of the great dads out there. And we thank you all for tuning in. See you next Friday.